more, better, faster, where each week we explore strategies for success, achievement, and fulfillment in the creative fields. I'm your host, Gordon Firemark. And with me this week is my guest, Nick Demas. Nick is a Tony and Olivier award-winning producer, filmmaker, and writer, previously the artistic director of, Art- of the Lyric Theater of Oklahoma, where he transitioned that company to a mil- multi-million dollar business, including the building of a brand new theater, a children's academy, rehearsal studios, scenic and costume shops, and more. For his work, he was awarded the Living Treasure Award in the state of Oklahoma, and it was presented to him by the state's former governor. He's been teaching yoga, pranayama, breathwork, meditation, and creativity for over a decade. And now Nick teaches soul-centered entrepreneurs business strategies and how to authentically utilize stories to leverage their personal brands. Nick, thanks for joining me. Hey, Gordon. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. It's been, it's been fun. One of the things that I, I want to share with the listeners right off the bat is is the way you open up all of your Facebook lives and things like that. You 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 come at it with a kind of enthusiasm and, um, well, you dance your way into the videos, don't you? <laughs> That's really what you do. A little chair dancing. I do chair dance. I started my career as a dancer. Yeah. So there's just this innate uh, feeling, desire to move the body in some way, even if it is on this, this video where I'm sitting down, mm-hmm. that's number one. And number two is that it draws attention. Yeah. Yeah. You as know, that scrolling you know, feed goes by. As the scrolling feed goes by, it catches your eye. And, you know, in this very crowded sort of landscape that we exist in now, mm-hmm. now more than ever, yeah. obviously, with, you know, the, with, with the, the times that we're in, uh, it just will catch somebody's eye, which is, you know, something that you have to do nowadays. You have to find a way to, to gather, gather your crew. And really it's sort of become part of your personal brand, hasn't it? That you, you're that guy who dances in the Facebook feed. (laughs) It actually has become part of my personal brand. And so now I feel it's a little, um, you know, Ellen DeGeneres talked about this, about how she used to dance on, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in her, uh, talk show. And, and over time she got so tired of it. She quit doing it, but mm-hmm. I've taken up the mantle where Ellen has left off. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it really is you owning sort of your individuality and distinctiveness. And, and that's such a big part of, of, uh, well, of, of branding really, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's a big, it's a big part of it. And, and, and it also works for me because it really is part of my story. Yeah. It's part of my history and who I am as a human being. I've been dancing since I was 12 years old mm-hmm. and professionally since 16. Yeah. So for so many years, it was a huge part of my life and something that I actually honestly missed uh, the older I got and the further away from it that I got. So it's been a reconnection of sorts for me. Yeah. And let's talk about it. Cause you have sort of transitioned out of the arts fields directly. I mean, you were, you were the, you know, the, the head of this uh, lyric theater, you were a producer on Broadway. You're, you're still making films, you're doing some documentary filmmaking, but you've really shifted into, uh, a more entrepreneurial business kind of a thing. Um, what motivated that? How did that come about? I had come to this point where I was like, what is really next for me? And what's the quality of life that I want to have? And I was exploring, really. I had kind of, in, a, in many ways, done what I felt that I could do in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of hit where I wanted to go, right? So then it was, well, what's next? You're not even 40 yet. Now what are you going to do? 
right? And it was sort of like, what's the, what's act two for you? Or in this case, really, it's almost an act three, but what is next? And I went on this journey of exploration of my creativity. And that meant writing more than I had. It meant diving into filmmaking, documentary filmmaking. I just began exploring. And one of the things that I had a natural affinity for was business. Mm -hmm. I had run Lyric that was a business and running Broadway shows is a big business. And I felt like I, there was something in me that I could afford people, that I could offer people, uh, that a different perspective that was sort of this holistic perspective of bringing mind, body, spirit to business. Because of the years of being a yoga teacher and a meditation teacher, I wanted to draw all of these things together. Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring my worlds together. And it was through business, ironically, that it felt most aligned. Very cool. And, and, and so talk about a little bit about the yoga, the pranayama, the meditation, and how that mm-hmm. carries over from the creative side of things into the business world for you. So, you know, the ancient yogis were artists. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what they considered themselves to be. And so it was this natural uh, feeling. And I think it's why many creative people have a, a natural affinity for yoga, for meditation, for um, these mindfulness practices Mm -hmm. is because they they feel so instinctively connected to art. And in terms of business, what I've done is I've found ways to help people find their alignment with themselves, with their story, with, uh, with really what they have to offer the world in a form of service. And by making a, a way of service, it feels natural, it feels organic, it feels real, it feels authentic. And that's really the, the relationship with business is finding and using tools to tap into your intuition so that you can create a business that you desire, but also that the world can connect with you. Okay. So you, you've, your, your business now is really about teaching story as a tool in business. Um, it is. How does storytelling play its role in business marketing sales? So it's everything in, in marketing and sales, right? Because when people connect to you, they buy from you. And what people want more than, because there's 20 people out there, 30 people, 100 people, 5,000 people, a million people doing what you do, right? No matter who you are in what industry, because the world is large. So consequently, people aren't buying because you have the best whatever it is. Mm-hmm. No matter if that's art or if that is an online course or whatever it is that you're offering the world. They buy because they feel connected to you. So when you can take your story and... Uh, connect with your audience, whatever that audience is, in a heart way, in a deep way, uh, they will buy from you. They will offer you that job. They will, it's about connection, ultimately. And when you can use your stories, it's not just one story. I think that's something that's a fallacy that people think that they only have one, we have to have one great story that everyone's going to connect to. Mm -hmm. It's It's your collection of stories. And Oftentimes, it's not the big, hairy, scary stories. I think people also feel like if they don't have a story that's about isn't about bankruptcy 
homelessness, you know, that then they don't, or abuse, then they don't actually have a story to tell. And the reality is, is that people connect to the stories about your kids. They connect to the story about cooking dinner. They connect to the story of you going to Starbucks and standing in line and getting incredibly impatient. Because those are the stories that really tie, tie you to people that we can all relate to. The, yeah, the little everyday struggles and triumphs mm-hmm. that Correct. we all share. Yeah, and, and when you can take those stories and when you can incorporate them into your brand, what you know, because and I'm talking personal brands yeah. here, when you can, you know, when you can connect that to your creative artist or my for the my artist friends out yeah. there, when when you can connect that to um, to your brand, that's when people really get um, excited about you and connected to you. Yeah. We're, you know, we're, we're speaking of the creatives, especially right now, we're in a, in a really tough time economically for the creative businesses, right? I mean, we're, we're recording this. It's, uh, it's early July of 2020 COVID-19 is back on the rise here in the U S and you know, the arts was the first industry sort of shut down and probably the last to come back when this is all dealt with, however we deal with it. How can artists and creatives continue um, to explore and and pursue their passions during these kinds of difficult times? And, and what's your advice, I guess, to creative people who are sort of struggling right now? So there's, there's two, two parts to this. One is, are there new ways? Ask yourself, are there new ways that I can do what I do? Can I, how can I be inventive? This is the, the actual... Uh, I, actual truth of creativity, right, is, yeah. is ingenuity. It's asking questions and solving problems. That's being creative. So how can you turn this problem that you see into a creative solution? How can you uh, show your art? How can you uh, create, continue to create? And when you do so, that's actually being a true creative artist. So I actually think there's an opportunity here for creative artists to really dig in and try new things. That's invention, is trying something new, taking two old ideas and bringing it together. That's originality, right? So how can you be original? The second is for a lot of us, we get super tied into the idea of success, right? And what it means to be successful. You can be a... Frickin, I'm going to use frickin. (laughs) Incredibly talented person and not sell if you don't know how to market yourself. So uh, that's the other thing I would say is there's this, this, this opportunity right now to really dive in and to learn some business stuff. Because for a long time, I'm, I'm one of them. I was like, I just want my art to stand for itself. Right. I really did. And it took me a long time to realize that I had to learn how to market myself. And so there's a great opportunity right now to to take some classes, to study, to uh, build new parts of the business side that a lot of us really tend to avoid. Mm -hmm. Well, marketing is is almost a dirty word among creatives, isn't it? Oh, it's not almost. (laughs) It is. It's a dirty word. It's icky. It, 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 it's associated with ickiness and used car salesmen. And, and that's why I, I really uh, feel that storytelling, because as artists, what are we chiefly and primarily? We're storytellers. So when you can connect to your story, 
and use that as the marketing tool, then it feels more natural and authentic and real. Yeah, you know, so much, so much of our of our upbringing is around. Don't brag. Don't be a boaster. You know that kind of thing. And and then those who go into the creative fields, myself included. Oh, you know, I'm a lawyer now, but I came up through the theater. You know, we're taught don't boast, don't brag, and yet what we're doing is really putting ourselves out there. Although I think one of the things that's hard for many creatives is that they're they're putting their version of someone else's thing out there telling a story written by somebody else a film directed you know the actor shows up and performs the lines and and puts their own thing on it their own spin on things but yet they don't feel comfortable with that promotion of their role in these things it's sort of weird for you have a role but you don't want to share about your role (laughs) so how can um folks get in closer touch with their story and, and how to make it feel comfortable to use their story to market and promote their careers. Yeah. I think again, it's, it's by, by starting small with a little every day rather than thinking of it as that one way or that one story or that it has to be super big and exciting and interesting the fact of the matter is, is that the simpler you make it, this is like, we all know this in storytelling, right? Yeah. The, the, the simpler we make it, the more people can relate, right? What is, what is, what is, uh, is it, I think it's Martin Scorsese who says that what is most uh, deeply personal is the most universal. That's, I'm, I'm paraphrasing him there, but that, that's basically what he says. And he's right about that, that just think of something very small, but, but very interesting and intimate about yourself to share. Now, when I say intimate, I don't mean secret. <laughs> right. We don't need to blab our secrets out to the world in order for people to feel comfortable with us. It, we're not, you're not therapy. This is not your therapy section, right? But, but just little things about your life. Just start there. Start by... Take tapping into something that's happened in your life. And, you know, I like to, as you, as you know, Gordon, I like to do flow pages where I just write and write and write and write and write and write and not even read it at first. And then go back, sort of stream of consciousness writing, and then go back and create a, what I call a, a, a download. And I go back and I read them after about a week or so. And I start, just circle things that might be interesting stories to tell. And then I create a download list. So then I have a list of stories and then I can go and prioritize that list. Hmm. Well, that is one that could really resonate today and this moment right now. And it could also help me promote whatever it is that I'm going to promote. I was just going to say, linking the story to something that's going on in your business or in the business of your creativity. Or in the business of yeah. your creativity, right. Um, and, and using that to... But that's also why I have a list, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I have that list. So that I can go to the list and go, oh, well, that one's going to work. That one really connects to what I'm, what I'm working on or what I'm promoting or uh-huh. what, what I have to offer the world today. Very cool. Now, you have a, um, a three-part training coming up starting in, what, next week, I guess it is, right? Yeah, starting on Monday. That's Monday, the, July 13th. The 13th of July, so a week ahead. Um, tell us a little more about that. Yeah, so this is a three-part live training series called Creating Stories That Convert. 
Uh, and it's basically diving into a bit of what we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a free series. There, there, will be a, there will be an ask at the end It's you know, for you to continue working with me. No pressure, of course, but I'm going to put that out there right now that there will be. It's so in case anybody, Right. So but in case anybody gets offended that at the end of the day three that I'm going to do an offer, know ahead that there will be one coming. Um, but that is business, right? That's part of yeah, how, what kind of teacher would I be to teach you not to actually ask for something at the end, because that's what we're leading towards, right? Yeah. Uh, but it is a three-part series about uh, creating your stories. And we dive a bit deeper into some tools and techniques uh, to get you creating the stories, obviously, mm-hmm. and also um, moving past some fear. Because I think for a lot of people, there's fear around telling your personal stories. Yeah, I and we we dig we we dig into that bit. I think that's where there's some real value to be. I mean, it's all valuable. Don't get me wrong, but the, some real value from just being a little more comfortable sharing our intimate stories yeah. than not private intimate <laughs> stories. Yeah, and, <laughs> and just as, as I'm going to invite you to tell a little bit about your your program because as a uh, as a former as a former student of your. Uh, Real Stories That Sell program, I can just say it's a fabulous, fabulous program. And, um, you know, I don't think of myself as a as a uh, a creative so much, but I I learned so much about the creative part and applying it in my business. And so talk a little more about Real Stories That Sell. Well, first of all, I want to say to you, that's interesting that you don't think of yourself as creative because I think of you as a very creative person. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at you look at you with all these podcasts and, you know, and 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 and, 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 and I don't know, I think of you as very creative. So just first and foremost, I'm conflating creative and artist together, I think. <laughs> OK, yes, because because I, you can't be a business person without being creative. Right. And conversely, you can't really be a creative without being a business person professionally you can be a creative that 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 is a hobbyist and dowels but for my for my artist friends out there who are professionals you are a business i just want to remind it that's really remind everyone of that that's the message of this show is that in order to succeed in any field you have to take it seriously as a business and if your your field or your 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 passion is the creative arts you have to learn how to make that your business and how to how to make a go of it in a business-like way. Yeah. 100%. That, that you're like preaching to the choir here. So, so real, real stories. stories yeah. Real stories that sell is a seven week, uh, course and group coaching program. And each week we dive into some aspect of storytelling for your personal brand. We create a signature story. We create, um, a higher purpose story. We create your origin story. So, th- so that you can, find ways, both both small, and we grow over time to telling the larger stories uh, that can help connect people to your brand, ultimately. And it's a coaching program. So you get feedback uh, every, every week. There is an opportunity to uh, come on and share a bit of your story, to get feedback on it. Uh, and really what I've found, for the most part, it's moving people past the fear and into a place of service that they feel like they're not being icky they're not being markety they're not they get past the fears of sharing bits and pieces of themselves over the course of the seven week program and into what i call the spotlight of service so they can be of service because really ultimately that's what you're doing when you share your story 
is you're being of service because you're connecting people to you. And therefore they look at themselves and say, oh, I'm like that. Oh, I can really learn something from this person because of that. Fantastic. How can people, Nick, connect with your brand? How can they get a hold of you? <laughs> so first of all, if you want to join the free training, it's uh, creatingstoriesthatconvert.com. www.creatingstoriesthatconvert.com. And then to, to find me, uh, nickdemus.com. The Nick Demas, not Nick Demas, the Nick Demas.com. I had to put a V in front of it, the Nick Demas.com, yeah. uh, both on my website and uh, Facebook and Instagram. I'm, I'll DM you back if you DM me. So you can find me there. All right, Nick, thanks so much for being here. I'm glad that we had a chance to talk this way. And uh, I know that the listeners will get a lot out of this and, and your programs. I really do encourage everybody to check it out. And, um, uh, That'll do it for this episode of More Better Faster. We'll see you again next time. Thanks for being here.